0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: It's the Stinkin' Truth Podcast with Mark Schlereth.
0: Presented by Sweet Sweat. Hey, welcome into the show. uh, The Stinkin' Truth Podcast alongside uh, Mike Evans. I'm Mark Schlereth with uh, Scott the Hup producing the show. I want to thank our corporate sponsors, our presenting sponsors, great folks over at Sweet Sweat for all your exercise and supplement need. Check them out, sweetsweat.com. It's why I look so damn good. And then um, also we'd like to thank Superbook, America's Best Bet. Jay Kornegay is going to join us in a little bit to uh, discuss our picks, um, which have been uh, horrendous at best, but... um, you know, we're doing a public service. We're, we're picking the wrong one so you guys can make money. <laughs> That's right. That's what we're doing. Just, just whatever we say, go against us. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And, and, and looking forward to this week. I've always thought that divisional, the divisional round of the NFL playoffs is the best weekend, not only in the NFL, maybe the best weekend in all the sports. Although, I, I'm i still riding the buzz of Super Wild Card Weekend. I mean, that was just that, phenomenal. Oh, my gosh. that. And was then just... with Monday night with the national championship game. Right. Is the piece de resistance uh,
0: that, that, you know what I was, I was, I got a little football I'll be honest with you by Sunday night, I was a little bit exhausted and I was kind of thankful that, um, that as soon as I saw that snap go over uh, Ben Roethlisberger's head, I was like, Oh good. I don't have to pay it. So I don't have to pay so close attention to this game. That was a physical butt whipping, but, um, yeah, I was kind of, I was a little bit exhausted, Mike. I was I, 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 a little little almost, I don't want to say too much football. Is there ever too much football? No. But it did get a little tiresome. Woo! Too much football? Well, I, I, it's not that it was too much. It was just that I was glad that that game was kind of over at halftime. Well, the when good they, news they, is— When they went down 28 to nothing, I was like, I, I can pay less attention than normally I would pay. Well, the good news is that, that got us
1: all into shape last weekend, and now we're really ready to go for just two games on Saturday, two games on mm-hmm. Sunday— um, all right, let's start with the AFC and you got the, you get the bills and you got the Ravens and one of these young quarterbacks will
0: move on to the AFC championship game. Which one? My goodness. I think, I mean, this is, this is difficult because I'm a, well, one, you know, I'm like Horton, here's a who I'm a little bit afraid of the bills mafia. They scare me a little bit, but and they've been so hot, man. They've been so good, right? They really, they really have been. I tell you what, the Baltimore Ravens are just a tough matchup, man. They're a tough, hard-nosed team. Run the ball, dominate the line of scrimmage. What they did to King Henry and the Tennessee Titans, I thought was really impressive. Not only they shut them down, but they struggled early in coverage, especially in the middle of the field with the tight ends. They made the adjustments, the appropriate adjustments, and um, and they pretty much shut down the Tennessee Titans. From the second quarter on, I mean, shut him down. So, I just think they're a really tough matchup. I think that that Lamar Jackson, you think you've got a plan, and then all of a sudden he, you know, he breaks loose on you, and there's, I don't care what your plan is, it just wasn't right. I, I think this is, a, I, I mean, I think this is an incredibly tough game. I think it's going to be an incredibly entertaining game. I love what Josh Allen has done. I love, you know, just the Bills in general and what they've been able to do. I, I just something tells me to go with the Ravens. My gut just tells me this Ravens team, the way they run the ball, the, this, the offensive matchup, I, how, how can you not go? And how can you not pick a team? Like the the Buffalo Bills are a spread team, right? They're getting in three by two formations. They're emptying out their formations. They're getting their running back out there. They got three wide receivers, a tight end, and a running back. He's out there. Or they've got four wides and, you know, and a tight end. I mean, that's what they are. Where the Baltimore Ravens have a fullback who's a defensive lineman, right? I mean, Ricard, right? He's like six four, four oh five.
1: He's not four oh five.
0: I think he's four oh five. He runs like a he runs like a a four six forty. You like... know, <laughs> wears a size eleven helmet. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's just he's just like an anvil. He's just out there. You're like you just. You're just molding steel around his head. Well,
1: we saw the Ravens' defense; it certainly was was built and did an exceptional job of shutting down a team that wants to run the football. Uh-huh. Is this defense, I guess, multiple enough to be able to neutralize a team that, as you said, wants to spread you out and and, and throw it around a little bit? Uh, yeah, you know,
0: interestingly enough, I think I think matchup wise, when you look at the Baltimore Ravens. Like one of the things about them for me is, they have—I mean—they have elite level cornerbacks. They've got like they've got guys in the corner position who can flat out play. Uh, Marlon Humphrey is a is a great player. Jimmy Smith is a great player. Uh, Marcus Peters is a great player. Like they've got the matchup that where they're not afraid to go man to man and say across the board and say let's go. I I would say the one thing that scares me a little bit with them is do they have like they they don't have one guy to me that's a like how are we gonna block this guy in pass pro? Like they they don't have that one and neither does Buffalo, that one kind of war daddy up front that you're like okay we got to double team this guy regardless especially in passing situations like they've got to bring pressure but that's what the, that's what the ravens do they find a way to bring pressure they find a way to get after you and they're not afraid to play man to man across the board they're not hey when when pressure comes i was talking to, to a, a DB on the ravens a year ago he said i just know one thing about wink martindell their defense coordinator in any pressure pack situation we're playing zero we're coming after you. we're going to bring more than your quarterback than you guys have to block and we're going to put it on your quarterback to make a play and they believe in that system so we're hey we're going to find out Josh Allen we're going to find out. I mean we're going to find out I think it's just a, a really intriguing matchup so we're going to see can I call my shot? Yeah please this will set an NFL playoff record. okay I got
1: you intrigued? yes for most rushing attempts by two quarterbacks in one game. Do you know what the record is? I don't know. But last week, the two of them combined for 27 rushing attempts. So if I put the over-under, Jay Cornegay style, at 25, 25 and a half. I always like to throw the hook in there.
0: Yeah. What would you take? Uh, I'd probably take the over. I would too. Yeah. I, I I bet you these two quarterbacks between them run 30 times. Now, see, interestingly enough, it, that was not Buffalo during the season. No, But it certainly was in that playoff game. That was the added dimension of especially red zone and critical situations. Because not all those were scrambles. Like, there were a lot of design mm-hmm. QB runs in the red zone for Josh Allen last week. And you know Lamar's going to run it. Right. You know There's going to be a ton of design runs for Lamar. Right. All yeah, right. That's uh, yeah, that, uh, yeah, I'd take the over on that one. All right, staying in the AFC.
1: Uh, The Chiefs, how much do you put into the idea that they've just been – they haven't had to play meaningful football for a while
0: and that you're asking them basically to flip the switch? Is that a problem? I'd like to say, yeah, it's a problem. I've been there. I I think it is a problem. I just don't know that it's a problem for the Chiefs. Like I think they have played this way for so long. There's a believability within that locker room, within that offensive huddle, that we can turn it on anytime we want to turn it on. And they did it all last year in the playoffs. Remember, yeah. they're down by they're down by a bunch to Tennessee. They were down a bunch, you know, to Houston for like nothing. Yeah, they were down a bunch to to San Francisco in the Super Bowl yeah. with with six minutes left or whatever. And they just said, "All right, let's go." Bam. So that's not something you want to keep relying upon, though. No, that eventually that'll get you beat. But I I just I look at the situation in in Kansas City and I almost feel like their biggest struggle during the season was boredom and the fact that they knew how good they were. And there 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 just feels like this this moment to me where the Kansas City Chiefs are going to go, hey, man, you know what? Hammer. Let's let let's put the hammer down. Yeah. Let's go out here and and display our dominance. And I wouldn't even be, I wouldn't even be. I wouldn't even be surprised, Mike, if it was a really close game, like in deep into the third quarter, and then all of a sudden you look up, like you go to get a sandwich, and the Chiefs are up by fourteen. Like that just wouldn't it just wouldn't surprise me. And I think Cleveland's had a great run. Um, I know your, your I know your your feeling is probably what like that they're gonna play a close game. The Chiefs are
1: yeah yeah I do I, I think, of the way I, they've won yeah games. I think they'll they, they might be a little sluggish and I think there's there's some there's some magic dust sprinkled right now on Cleveland. You've you've played on winning teams and I think sometimes a team gets to that point where everybody's rowing in the same direction. The the buy in is a hundred percent. Uh, everybody's ready to sacrifice for the other guy, and there's just that really good feeling around a team. And I I get the sense that's what's around Cleveland right now.
0: I've got, I, I tell you, they have the formula to beat the Chiefs. Dominate the line of scrimmage. Run the heck out of the football. Set up your play action. Keep Patrick Mahomes on the sideline. It's perfect. We've seen it. when the, When the Chiefs lose a football game, that's what happens yep. to them. And even in that, Mike, even in that, when they lose, the score is still 31-29. Right. I mean, it, it, like, I, I don't know. I just, there, there's, a, there's a part of me that feels like it'll be very close for a while. And then at the end, you're just going to see the Chiefs go absolute fireworks 4th of July and win by 14. Mm. That's it, it's just a, just call it a gut feeling. Okay. I think, I, but that's kind of where I'm on this game.
1: Okay. Uh, over to the NFC you got you got green Bay and um and the rams and and you know as much as 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 much as I look at the Rams and how hampered they are offensively, man that defense i i wouldn't put anything past that defense the The question is can their offense scrape out enough right to be able to win i, I have no doubt that this defense will keep it close. But did they get enough offense
0: to actually win the game? Well, you're a week removed from, from your quarterback coming back into a game, which he didn't start, after a surgery. Like, after 12 days after having thumb surgery and having three pins put in his thumb. And was he good? Was he efficient? Probably not. Was he gutsy? Hell yeah. And I think that's big. I think that's a big part of this. Should he be way better this game? I think so. I think he—I think— like, I've played that way before. I played in a playoff game where I was 27 days off of back surgery against the, the Jacksonville Jaguars and um, had multiple discs removed in my low back. And I played hard. I played tough. Uh, did it look pretty? No. It was one of those one of those games that you got marks for toughness, but you didn't grade out. You know? Right, right. But you didn't get your team hurt. You were out there. Yeah, you didn't get your – well, we had 300 yards of rushing, so, you know. I think I did okay. All modesty aside. Right. All modesty aside. <laughs> I think I I think, you know, we pulled Terrell Davis, who had two hundred plus yards, and then we brought in a backup that had over a hundred yards. And then we brought in another backup that almost had a hundred yards.
1: Let me just say adrenaline's a powerful thing. Yes. Powerful drug.
0: <laughs> but but I was not I was not I look at me, I was not great. The next week we came back and you could see just you Gain confidence, you grow in confidence, you grow in, hey, I'm okay. And I played, you know, I I mean, I played much better in the next game. So all I'm telling you is um, is that that's the way these injuries progress you get confidence in what you're doing. You get confidence in your body. Your body responds to playing. I think Jared Goff will be much better. And I think this is a defense that you can be much better in. Jair, uh, Jair Alexander is great. a great corner. They've got some good safeties. They've got a few guys you can pick on in that secondary. They're not the greatest run defense team. Clark is a really good player. Um, the Smith brothers have been... Zadarius has been pretty good. Preston struggled a little bit this year, but that th- this is not the defense that that's going to lead you to a victory. Um issues on the offensive line for the Packers with injuries. Uh, and and you got to you got to block Aaron Donald. If Aaron Donald is healthy, it it's a different I just think that the Rams got a good chance of winning this game. Is really
2: Green do.
1: Bay it, it, Does Green Bay pass the confetti test for you? Because the knock that I hear out there about the Packers, who have they really beaten? right mm-hmm. i mean they beat the saints early um you know but they lost to tampa uh they lost to indy you know wh- where are those big you know signature wins right on their schedule you know there's a there's a the, their division wasn't very good this year uh-huh. uh you know they they beat the jacksonvilles of the world you know the carolinas of the world you know the, you know they hammered tennessee late in the season but but is is that is that a question are they have they yeah. proven their wares this 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 season? Well, I mean,
0: they played in a, a really tight game against uh, the Carolina Panthers late in the season, and the Carolina Panthers weren't a good team. I mean, they they just weren't. So, yeah, I think there's I think there's question marks there. I think the other thing that's really interesting to me, Mike, is there has been there has been this kind of um I don't know, this feel like oh, Josh, you know, uh, excuse me, uh Sean McVay, he lost uh, you know, he lost He lost some of his mojo. Oh, the league is caught up to Sean McVay's offense, right? And one of the things, I've had multiple conversations with Sean. One of the things that that he always talks about is this kind of illusion of spread. Man, they're a smash mouth, even though they're a single back organization, right? They're a three wides organization. That's what they want to be in. They're a smash mouth football team. And you saw them absolutely go into Seattle last week and thunder punch the Seahawks on both sides of the line of scrimmage. I mean, the Seahawks had no answer to stop their pass rush, none. Um, and they were just rushing four guys, and they had no answer to stop their running game. Cam, Cam Akers just ran through them like shit through a goose. So, I, I like, that's who they are. In They want to give you this illusion of, hey, we're a spread football team, and we throw it around, and we do that. Now they're not. They want to run it down your throat. And part of part of what I think helps them right now is they know they have to manage Jared Goff. They know they have to do that to be great. So I, I just think that that's part of who they are and, and where they are right now. I think they've got a really good chance of winning this football game. Now we leave the last one, the most intriguing game, uh,
1: to the end. You've got you got Tampa and you've got uh, the Saints. And... The Saints are trying to beat Tampa for the third time this season. Ironically enough, um history actually really favors teams that are trying to win for the third time. Uh, I think it's uh, like fourteen to seven in favor of the team that you know, has yeah. won the fr- previous two. They go on to win the third time. so the the Saints have
0: dominated the first two games. Mm-hmm. is are they set up to do it again? See, I I I, hear, I always hear it's hard to beat a team three times and all that. No, no, no it's not. No, because one, you're in their head, right? You're, you're renting space in their head. You've already won two matchups. And two, usually the reason you've won the two matchups, Mike, is because you just match up well. There are always those teams, even when they're not good, that you don't match up well with. That one pass rusher that you don't match up well with. That one... You know that one DB that you don't match up well with that one receiver. Like I, I'm talking to Darren Woodson, you know, Ring of Famer for the Cowboys, or you know, whatever they call their Ring of Fame. There, there. Darren Woodson said there was one guy that he couldn't cover to save his life. You know, and he played in a time when there was, you know, the the Terrell Owens and and um, Randy Mosses and the. Uh, and the Jerry Rices and, you know, I mean, there was great receivers all over the place. You know the one guy he said he couldn't cover to save his life? One guy. Who? said he just couldn't. No, no matter what he did, he's like, he was wrong. He couldn't cover it. Ricky Prohl. Oh, okay, yeah. So Ricky Prohl just gave me fits. You know, people always ask me, well, who'd you struggle with? Was it Cortez Kennedy or was it, you know, was it, uh, uh, you know, I mean, John Randall, was it was it Warren Sapp? Who was who gave you the biggest problem? Phil Hansen of the Buffalo Bills. Like, what? Who? Phil Hansen used to drive me crazy. I could never get my hands on the guy. Pierce Holt drove me crazy. Could never he lined up so far off the ball, I could never get my hands on him. Like there were certain guys that give you fits. There's certain teams. Their scheme gives you fits. I just believe that from a personal matchup standpoint, and from a schematic matchup standpoint, the Saints just give the Buccaneers fits. All
1: right, can I play
0: devil's yeah, advocate? Please, and dude. I don't think it's really devil's
1: advocate. I think I'm bringing some some stuff here. the The last meeting between these two was back on November eighth. They played those two matchups between the start of the season and November eighth. Yes. Since then, uh, Breeze has been hurt. Um. We, we've seen a clear—you've talked about it many times during this this podcast about how Tampa has been an ongoing right. sort of trying to figure it out on the fly philosophy that they seem to have finally figured it out. They certainly hadn't figured it out back in, in November when the last time these two teams played. So, I mean, you're, you're talking about a solid—you know, both teams have played a solid, what, eight games or so since that last meeting with Breeze getting hurt and the Bucks sort of transforming themselves— don't you kind of have to take those two first two matchups and kind of put them on a shelf as being all right that they happen, but it has very little imp- or not
0: as much impact on what we should see this time around. One hundred percent, I think you have to do that. Um, I just I think having watched both of those teams because I did a bunch of Saints games and I did a bunch of of Tampa games, so having really dissected both of those games it it's funny because Brady didn't Brady was off, he didn't play well, his receivers, they didn't speak that language. And by the way, they didn't have Antonio Brown at the time. So that that's a whole nother different that I hadn't even thought about that. The whole nother different but really, Mike, really I think to me where the matchup the where the matchup where with, with the Buccaneers had a problem, they had a problem blocking. They had a problem with the front seven of New Orleans. That's really where the biggest, the the biggest matchup issue was. Now, as far as game planning standpoint, you watch, because Sean Payton will do this. Sean Payton oh and I've had this conversation, this direct conversation with Pat uh, with Sean Payton. It's like Tampa is one of those teams where they're just gonna flat out get in, you know, a five down jam front and so say, You're not running the ball against us in certain situations. And he goes The bottom line is you have got to pick your spots, understand how you, like where you want to attack, and understand that this is going to be one of those situations where you have to get a lead, and then you have to pick away, pick away, pick away to get your 100 yards rushing. But at the end of the day, that's our goal against this team. And what you see early, you can tell a lot about how how a team feels about another team based on protection, protection, Based on the way they attack that team, you watch early. it'll all be to the backs, bubble screens, smoke screens, a little arrow routes, uh you know, double you know what they call disc, which is which is uh um, you know you get you get double sticks or uh you know you get all these uh, all these kind of uh, all these kind of underneath quick throw routes. To push you into second down and six, second down and four, they're not going to allow Tampa Bay. They're not going to allow the edge presence of a Shaq Barrett. They're not going to allow the edge presence of a uh, of of a uh, JPP. They're just not going to allow you to get after them that way. They're going to try to wear you down that way, and then eventually they'll start running the ball and they'll start they'll start committing that. So that's kind of where they are right now but again the biggest the biggest mismatch or the biggest issue that Tampa has had is they've had a tough time blocking the front seven of of the New Orleans Saints they really have yeah. and so it that's that's, that's so of, fundamental, right? right? I mean it, that that shouldn't necessarily change that much, right? That's the part that I just don't I think that's the part where they 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 have a tough time matching up with the Saints. Um and we'll see if that if that stays true. But you're 100% right about Brady his like how he's progressed, how this offense has progressed and how they've really, you know, melded together um and really become a, a much more efficient offense. All right. So those are the games Those are the matchups. Right. Now let's get to the lines. Okay.
1: And let's make some people some money.
0: All right. As promised, Jay Cornegay from America's uh, Best Bet, that's Superbook, joining us right now. And, Jay, I got to tell you, man, um, here's the deal. If people are following Mike and I's picks, you are making a lot of money. Because last week I got my ass kicked by Mike. He went three and three in a stellar performance. Three and three against the spread. Yours truly went two and four against the spread. But I've changed my strategy, Jay. I have changed okay. my strategy, so I'm ready to
2: roll. What do you think? Okay. Well, don't get too carried away, you know. I think because you know we we're doing pretty good in the book, and we want to keep it going. All
0: right. So what we're telling people is if you really want to make money. Go opposite of Mike and I. You
2: know, I'm
1: thinking if if people had just like uh like a hundred bucks a week, just bet against us, right? Every game, I you, you'd have to have made about you know 15 grand by now.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah, so that's uh, that's our service to
1: you. Mike and I are the two guys. <laughs> that that
0: was advice. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Mike and I are the two guys that built Superbook, and uh, and and you know we're trying to help people actually yeah. take some of your money. So you're welcome, Jay. Yeah. There you go. Yeah,
2: well, we do have a, we do have a new VIP section. It's like the M&M section and we do appreciate it, guys. Yeah. You
0: know, yeah, so. you, Thank. thank you very much. All right, Mike, go ahead and make your picks and see what uh see what Jay has to say. Yeah, this is uh the divisional round, I, I think it's the it's the best weekend in, in all of sports,
1: honestly. Uh, although last weekend was pretty cool, oh. I, I, that's a lot of football, but it was it was awesome. Uh, all right, I'll start in the uh, AFC: Ravens and Bills. The Bills are a two and a half point favorite. Uh, I just I think the Bills just have something really special going on right now. And and Josh Allen is playing at a at a huge level, and we saw once again last week what a weapon he is as a runner. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Bills, keeping the good times rolling. I'll take the Bills. Uh, the Chiefs uh, minus ten over the Browns. Again, I I think there's something magical going on right now with Cleveland, Kansas City. Uh, will have gone basically two weeks uh, w- without really playing competitive football. I think the Chiefs will wake up late and win the game, but 10's a big number. I'll I'll take those points with the Browns. NFC, uh, you got the, the Packers minus uh, 6.5 over the Rams. Uh, I, I just think the Rams' defense is, is so good, they'll find a way to keep it close. Again, I like the Packers to win, but I'll take the points there with the Rams. And finally, the toughest game, of the weekend for me, is, is Saints minus three. Everything tells me there's no way that a Tom Brady-led team, especially one that's playing as well as they are right now, loses three times to the Saints. But I, I've learned a lot this week that when you have these third matchups of the season and one team's won the first two, most of the time that team goes on and wins for the third straight time. So I'm going to take the Saints minus the three. What do you think, Jay?
2: Well, let's see. We, you know, we're going to start off, you know, on, on Saturday uh, with the Rams and Packers, and, and this is a game that actually um, opened at seven. It's down to six and a half. We saw some so-called sharps take the, the pack or the Rams plus seven. And uh, the the biggest thing about this game, the bookmakers are really pleased on the day and the time of this game because we believe it's going to be lopsided action here. A lot of people are going to hop on the Packers you know, despite all their offensive line issues, which is something that we're keeping an eye on. Uh, we're, we're more concerned about Aaron Donald, keeping an eye on him. He would actually have more impact on the line today than golf would um, because he's such a huge factor and could be in the back, you know, harassing Rodgers all day. But if he's out, which, we don't think though. So. McVeigh has been very coy again about his injury, but he says he's ready. But we're keeping an eye on Donald. But this is the first time I can remember a defensive lineman having more impact on the betting line than the quarterback itself. So uh, we're just we're just happy that this game's really early rather than late Sunday because it's going to be such a lopsided game. As far as the second game on Saturday, you got the Ravens at the Bills. You know this line opened two and a half. It dropped down to two. Now it's back up to two and a half. I lots of action on this game. Uh, two trendy teams, two trendy quarterbacks, two very hot, hot teams here. It's a very balanced game for the bookmakers, and we're really pleased with that. Um, as far as the side I'm leaning to, I kind of agree with Mike. I guess that's trouble, right? But I, I, I certainly like the Bills, even though the Ravens are, are I mean, they're, they're a team that's underachieved most of the time. They put a good second half uh, together last week. But I'm going to go with the hot team, the hotter team, the Bills. On Sunday, Browns and Chiefs, uh, this game opened nine and a half. It's up to, up to 10. Uh, you know, the Chiefs have somewhat been irrelevant uh, of late because, you know, they, the starters haven't, have rested. They haven't really played a meaningful game in a long time. They haven't had a solid cover since November 1st versus the Jets. I mean, this has been a long time coming for the Chiefs. I agree with Mike. Chiefs win a close one. Take the points with the Browns, and then we'll finish it up with the Bucks and Saints. Great game. A lot of action on this game. This is a game that's moved the most. We opened the Saints minus five and a half. It's down to the Saints three. It's, it, there's a lot of the respected play on the Buccaneers. Even though the Saints have won the two previous games this year, pretty handily, too. I mean, they were pretty convincing wins over Tampa Bay. But a lot of issues with, or concerns, I should say, around Breeze. If if Kamara can't run the ball, which... The Bucks have a very tough rush defense. A lot of people don't have a lot of confidence in Breeze right now to, to uh, you know make those plays. And Brady looked fantastic last week against one of the best defenses in the league against Washington. So that's why you're seeing a lot of action on the Buccaneers. So it should be an exciting game um, as we wind up the divisional round. But I'm going to go again with Mike. <laughs> Uh, this might, might be trouble. I kind of like the Saints. I think they're going to pull it out, even though it's very difficult to beat a team three times in one year.
0: Uh, all right. Well, I appreciate both of you. And I'm going to go uh, – I'm going to – you know what? I'm down by a game in the playoffs. I dominated the regular season. <laughs> but I'm down by a game in the, uh, in the playoffs. Are you got to panic? Are you panicking already? No, this, is not, a pa- this no? is not a panic move. This is not a panic move. Uh, I'm not panicking. What well, well, uh, would you say? I was panicking. There's no panic here. It's kind of fast there. Yeah, so, Jay, here's here's my deal. I'm with you guys both on the— You know, one of my big takeaways from the Wild Card Weekend was show me the team that dominated the line of scrimmage. I'm going to show you the team that won um, consistently through Wild Card Weekend. I think, I think the only game you could say was kind of a, a dead-even heat, if you will— was the Bills and the uh, Indianapolis Colts, and the Bills won that game by three. The other ones, the Rams dominated the line of scrimmage on the C- on Seattle. They win. You know, it, go- it was pretty much true through all that um, of all those matchups. So I'm going to go with the Rams just simply because I think they can dominate the line of scrimmage. Aaron Donald, as you mentioned, he's the best player in football as far as I'm concerned. I've been saying it for years. The way they ran the ball, the way their receivers get involved in blocking, and the fact that. They've got some linebacker issues. They've had some some personnel issues in Green Bay. And I've done a Green Bay game this year. You watch Mike Pettin, their defensive coordinator. Watch how he lines up. Oftentimes, he'll line up up, uh, nickel to base. He'll line up dime to base. He'll have six DBs in versus base offense. I I just think the Rams are going to be able to run the ball, control the tempo a little bit. I don't like the six and a half. I'll take the Rams there. I'm going to go the Ravens. I think the Ravens are just an exceptionally tough matchup. The way they run the ball, the way they get one on ones, set up their play action, the way their defense defended the run last uh, last week um, against King Henry. I, I don't know. I just I just feel like an upset in the brewing here. Um, I think the the Bills. Uh, I love the run they've been on, but uh, I think this is one of those one of those growing processes for the Bills. I'm going to take the Ravens there and uh, get the two and a half. Um, I know, as you guys both talked about the Browns, I'm just going against Mike on this one. That's all I'm doing. I'm going against Mike. I think the Browns. Um, I, I, like the Browns, a great story. I think they poop in their helmets. I think the uh, Chiefs. I think the Chiefs win by uh, 14. So I'm taking the Chiefs on that one. And then ultimately, I'm going to go with both of you guys on the Saints. Like there are some teams you just don't match up well against. And regardless of how good the Bucks have been playing, they have been playing great. Uh, I just don't think they have matched up well. Um, Trey Hendrickson has absolutely dominated Donovan Smith at the left tackle position in the pass rushing. I mean, he's got he's probably got four, five, six sacks just against uh, of his. Thirteen and a half, or whatever he has, he probably has five sacks against Tampa Bay in general. I think it's a tough matchup for them. I just don't think that they match up well, scheme wise and personnel wise. That's why I think I'll take the Saints and give the three. So those are my those are my picks.
2: I know we got all, all of us on the Saints, so that's really telling our listeners something on that game, right? <laughs>
0: yeah, it, it's, tell, it's, it's telling. It's telling you. It's telling you to put the money on the Bucks, is what it's really telling you. <laughs> it happens
2: you, you see these shows all over the place where you have five you know uh people making you know picks and all five of them pick the same team you know you're in trouble right yeah
0: yeah so no question we, about we, it we all right jay man we appreciate you uh always great getting caught up with you thank you buddy all right that's jay cornegay from superbook america's best bet we'd like to thank jay uh we'd like to thank superbook for uh being a sponsor uh of the show always appreciate them also uh the great folks over at sweet sweat for all your exercise and supplement needs check them out at sweetsweat.com for mike myself for scott enjoy the weekend and uh we'll be back with you early next week